Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. It is January 22nd, a cloudy Monday in the city of Chicago. Luke Stuckmoyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. Uh, we've got lots to talk about. Uh, we're going to declare this Cody Bellinger week. I'll I think you've already declared how. it. Uh, we've already done it. It's a thing now. You've declared it. Uh, we're going to look at the Cubs' big three. Who might those guys be? Who might they be in the future? And uh, we've got a little mixed bag, but we, of course, want to start with the news that everybody's talking about already in the chat. Uh, moments ago, Cubs Hall of Famer. Ryan Sandberg announcing that he is undergoing cancer treatment uh, for prostate cancer right now. Uh, so obviously it's a it's a dangerous thing. It's a scary thing. Rhino with a picture of himself. He's already started his treatment. Um, we obviously wish him well, and we hope it all goes well, and we hope they caught it early. And I see a lot of people in there saying prayers, thoughts and prayers, uh, prayers for his family. I will say for me personally, like one of the, you know, I've had the fortunate, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of people like over my career. Ryan Sandberg's probably the top of the list. Like if mm-hmm. meeting Michael Jordan is one thing, but meeting someone and having conversations and getting to know them, Rhino was about his biggest star in my life growing up as a sports fan, as I can think of. He was, he was the number one baseball player um, and he couldn't be a nicer guy and he couldn't be uh, more friendly or more open Um and, you know, as a player, he's very quiet. You just didn't hear much from Ryan Sandberg. Um, so it's it's one of the things I've enjoyed most about my career is just getting to know him a little bit, um, hanging out a few times. And he is a genuine good guy who happens to be a Hall of Fame baseball player. So well wishes for Rhino. Yeah, it's uh, that, I mean, that news kind of came out a few minutes before we were ready to start. That's um, brutal. It, it, it sucks. And, you know, again, yeah, hopefully, you know, he caught it early, um, able to get the treatment needed and, and, you know, can come out of this on the other side and, and be healthy. Um, it's a scary thing. It's a tough thing, tough news. And especially for, obviously, we could see it just in our chat, Cubs fans, um, you know, a, a larger-than-life person in the Cubs world. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, my dad growing up, his favorite player, Ryan Sandberg, still, still Ryan Sandberg is his favorite Cubs player of all time. Right. So, um, I know how much he means to people of many different generations, you know, seeing him around the ballpark, seeing him in spring training, um, you know, he's always around the team. Um, you know, he's getting his statue unveiled this summer. Right. Um, so yeah, just a, a big part of the Cubs organization, a big part of the Cubs world, a big part of Cubs history. And yeah, it's it's you know it's tough news, but it, and obviously, like you said, you know Ryan Sandberg pretty well, definitely better than either of us two. And but um, you know he's gonna again. Hopefully, they've been able to catch it early. I can get the treatment, and um, you know he can come out. You know he's a fighter. He's gonna yeah. go, go through it. Well, he's and, a competitor and, for yeah, sure. You know, sure. but this is this is the biggest game he's in now, yeah. right? Somebody so. in the chat said it's it's beatable, very beatable. It is. It's very beatable. It's very treatable, but it's not always beatable yeah right like it's if 
it's like somebody saying, oh, he's somebody's having minor surgery until you're the person having minor surgery. And then it's not minor anymore. Yeah. yeah so and I know people that have, you know, passed away from prostate cancer. So it's not always beatable. Yeah. So, so yeah. So thoughts and prayers from, from our end for Ryan Sandberg and, um, you know, wishing him well and on this, yeah, this battle that he's going to be going through. It's, it's, it's a tough thing, but, um, you know, hopefully we, we get good news in the near future. Yeah. Knowing my mom and how she uses the internet, she probably hasn't learned this news yet. So I'm going to have to text her after yeah. the show, but Ryan Samber is my mom's favorite player. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had the pleasure of meeting him too. Um, not like the way Luke has in terms of through media, but just at Cubs convention and, mm -hmm. you know, he'd stand there and sign all these things. And it's like, um, and it, I'm not saying this as part of the bit, but it's big of him to, to do a lot of that stuff, um, considering he is a baseball Hall of Famer and, and all these things. But um, I think one of the things that I've always appreciated about him is that even though he's retired, been retired for multiple decades and everything, he's remained in the Chicago area. Like he, I think he yeah. lives in like Lake, Lake Bluff. Lake Bluff yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he's a Chicago guy. Uh, he's one of, he's one of us, one of, uh, one of all of us and, and in a way more so than just the fact that he's a hall of fame player for the Cubs. And so, yeah, I'm wishing him, wishing him well because, uh, cancer sucks, man. When he was the manager, um, in Peoria, Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, traveled yeah. around, traveled around I with went him for a week, right? Like when yeah. he was some of these minor minor league manager, and uh, this is just just describes him as a person. He didn't have to do this, but he was the biggest star, obviously in Peoria. It wasn't the players coming up. It and he he wanted that attention to be on the players. He wanted them to receive that, but at the same time, he stood there and signed autographs for anybody that was willing to make that drive to Peoria or wherever it was. Um, they played the white caps. I don't remember what town in Michigan that is Kalamazoo or something like that. But um, he just stood there by the third baseline and he signed autograph after autograph after autograph. And he had a job to do. So um, yeah, wish, wishing the best for one of my, one of my favorite stories. My dad's going to hate me for talking about this. My parents went down to spring training one time I don't know how long ago it was, um, but that, you know, the kids line up by the third baseline and, like, get autographs and players yeah. come, but, like, Rhino did. And I think my dad had his Ryan Sandberg jersey on, and he took it off, and he was, like, kind of lined up with all the people waiting, and that, and Ryan Sandberg, from what my mom told me, Ryan Sandberg, like, was going down the line, going down the line, got to my dad, and my dad just froze. They didn't, like, <laughs> stick the jersey out to get inside, didn't say anything, so Sandberg just went right past him and kept signing autographs for everyone else. And like, we, we still give my dad crap for that yeah. because it's like, this is his favorite player of all time. Like the one chance he's going to have, unless he goes to Cubs convention or something, the right. one chance he's going to have to get Ryan Sandberg's autograph and he just freezes. So I think that's, I don't know. I guess that's what in a personal way, that's what he does mm -hmm. to people is he, he yeah. makes, he makes yeah. them freeze. He's, he's a huge name, name that general, again, like I said, generations of Cubs fans know. Whether you're older generation, newer generation, and the younger generations appreciate him, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, even if you yeah. didn't see him play, you appreciate that he's around the ballpark. He's around spring training. He's around, you know he's he's pretty uh, pretty visible as a supporter of Chicago Cubs baseball long after his playing days. So, wishing well to Rhino. Now, to much more positive things. Happy Cody Bellinger week to all those that celebrate. 
And I believe it's almost everyone. We've made a thing out of this. Uh, so we're going to talk about Bellinger. We're all going to say something nice about Cody Bellinger every day today until he signs with the Cubs. Um, this weekend, I don't know. I guess why sum it up this way. Cody shaved. I caved and Ryan parlayed. Is that right? I did parlay. <laughs> does that, does yeah. that sum it all up? <laughs> yeah, I think Cody so. Cody shaved. I caved. I had two cinnamon rolls. Mm. I'm back. I'm back in trouble. You know, Cody's you, down what, like, how many? 17 pounds now? Like 13. 13 pounds. Cody's down 17 13. pounds to go. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I cinnamon roll popped into my head and I was like, let's do it. I cheated last <laughs> night. I had a, I had a Pop Tart. And uh, I, I well, and I ate a ate a half a pizza. Aren't Sundays so. your cheat days anyway? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's Gotta a, have one to be yeah, realistic. Yeah, but dry That's January, dry, dry January continues. I I have Me not too. caved, and I've been to a bar this month too. So like, wow, that I've is. Been, I've been in scenarios where I could have drank and I didn't. So dry January, we're going strong. We got like what ten days left to January. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes to Barb. Hello to everybody in the live YouTube chat. Sarah is running the ones and twos today, producing Hi. from Studio B here at uh, CHGO Sports. Uh, did you see the obvious shirts tweet this weekend of Cody Bellinger having a little coffee? <laughs> now it is photoshopped. So even though it's even though this is Cody Bellinger week, it got me sparked on. We need to have a whole week mm -hmm. of Cody Bellinger week. He didn't really have a Cubs logo in his coffee. You said he was out actually in Napa. Yeah. Can this be my transition to like my, my nice thing to say about? Sure, Cody you want to start with it. Everybody's yeah. got to say in the chat, say something nice about Cody Bellinger. Go ahead, Cody. Uh, something nice about Cody Bellinger. He likes good wine, and I like good wine. And Napa Valley has good good wine. Uh, and I I have proof. I've been there uh, with family multiple times. So he's he. We're relatable in some ways. We're the same person. Almost the same guy, <laughs> same name. People cheer yeah. for you at Cubs convention. The chants. Yeah, like, I mean, why, people why are chanting. chanting people are either chanting my Cody. name or his name. Is still there's no way to tell. There's yeah, no way to tell. No no tell. But this is certainly. I don't. I don't want to. You know, break any news. But this is certainly. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. This is the week that he signs with the Cubs. I believe. I do believe that. In fact, I believe. I believe it will be Wednesday. Why? Because he wears number 24? The 24. Okay. <laughs> I just Bingo. put that together. <laughs> Cubs are waiting for it. They're like, oh, let's hold on to this till Wednesday. I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think from what we've heard and just kind of the feeling, it's going to be February are you at gonna, some point. Are you going to sit I, here and poop on I, Cody Bellinger I week? I'm, I'm allowing you. What kind of to, dirty diaper is this you're delivering? <laughs> I'm allowing you to make this Cody Bellinger week. Like you, you declared it. You declared it the same way Michael Scott declared bankruptcy. You declared it. Um, I just got to disagree, but it's always nice to disagree. We can't always agree on everything on this show, Luke. Uh, have it be noted out in the Twitter space that Ryan Herrera is against Cody Bellinger to the Cubs. Yeah, okay. uh, Don't er let the facts get in the way of a good story. story. Eric yeah. in the live YouTube chat says Cody Bellinger hates the wave at Wrigley. That's his positive go. thing. There you go. Mike Dubbs says uh, Cody Bellinger's favorite player is Jose Quas, <laughs> and now he's mine. <laughs> yes. Yes, Dubs. Corey says $24 million per year on 124-24. Makes sense? There you go. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is... Yep. Happy Cody Bellinger week. My favorite thing about Cody Bellinger <laughs> is the way he approached the game in a prove-it year, a contract year, the way he approached the game 
with two strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think it was that. I think it was not only obviously great for the Cubs. In the long run, I think it was good for him, although it skewed his stats, the power stats a little bit. So now everybody's like, oh, I don't know about the contract. The numbers weren't all the same. But it's something he was trying to do to help the team be better. Yeah. And it did. And it was you don't see a guy who was an MVP just be willing to slap the ball the other way and change his swing. And so I thought my nice thing of the day to say about Cody Bellinger is his two-strike approach in a contract year. Yeah. Very admirable. Yeah, I remember talking to, to Dustin Kelly about that Cubs heading coach during the season, and it was it was like that. It was like he's just like you, you get down to two strikes, right? And we're in this era of baseball where the three true outcome is still around, right? Like it's, it's it didn't go away just because of rule changes. It be, it's become a, a three true outcome league. Uh, but Cody Bellinger is someone that's w- willing to sacrifice power, barrel rates, or whatever that stuff is to go and get the bat on the ball and put it in the play. We talked about it a lot throughout the season because you could see it even without looking at the numbers. You could see Cody Bellinger being willing to sacrifice a little bit of something to get the bat on the ball, maybe get a blooper to the outfield or a ground ball to the middle, whatever it is, you could see it. And so I think, yeah, Co- Cody Bellinger's his willingness to change things up in a two-strike approach just because in the, in the end, it's for the betterment of the team, right. right? So just for the betterment of the team, I think that was, that was always a very admirable thing, and he did it well. It wasn't like a, a thing he tried and, and didn't have much success at. He did it very well this year, and that was like, I think that's part of, you just look at why Cody Bellinger is such a good hitter, because he's able to adjust himself and his swing and everything depending on the situation. I thought that was really good about him. Exit velo be damned. Who cares? Sure. Who cares? He got a hit when they needed a hit. Mm-hmm. Um and I wish, I wish it were contagious, right? Yeah. Like I hope there's some other players who saw that last season and now will go into spring training well, with um, the same approach that Mike Talkman was talking about with Jan Gomes. How yeah. he he watched him do that. I just need to get a hit, and he yeah. practiced it every single day. I'd like to see some Cubs players at spring training go with that approach. I've got two strikes against me. I don't have to swing for a home run. I don't have to look for a double. Put the ball in play. It's open. Change your approach a little bit with two strikes. This is like what you're explaining is what makes Cody Bellinger on or puts Cody Bellinger on a different level to like, you know, your your average major leaguer, right? Like it's very rare to find a guy who can hit for power like he can, but also just in general be a professional hitter, right? It, it, those just don't grow on trees when you have them and whether you develop them or you sign them in free agency, like they did Cody Bellinger, for example, uh, you, you, you're going to, they, they bring a lot of value. And so, you know, I'm, we all know Jed and Scott Boris are just staring at each other. Stalemate, the office style, Michael Scott, Dwight and Andy Bernard, just, Stalemates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the I would I guess the Blue Jays are are, in, are the third person, the Andy Bernard of that scenario, and it's just going to come down to who's going to break first and who's Pam. <sighs> Maybe the Giants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As they leave slowly leave out the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. My nice thing about are you, you are gonna, you are yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just you I'm are going to say uh, something nice. I didn't say anything not nice about him. If Vaughn anything. If anything, you pooped on him it. being willing to go till February is me saying he's a smart person to go and get the best deal you could get. But my nice thing about Cody Bellinger is I always enjoyed. Well, obviously, you know, I, I 
going into locker room and being able to talk to him pregame, postgame, whatever. Um, but you always get the sense that he never rode too high during the highs and never you know fell too low during the lows. Right. And he didn't have a whole lot of lows last season, but he did have. He wasn't you know, the, hurt. The at injury. All. Yeah. The the maybe the first couple of weeks of May he he had a uh, was a little more of a struggle compared to April, but um, he never really got too high when things are going great. It was always kind of the same message, the same mindset. And I think that comes from, you know, obviously he had pretty deep lows the, the last two years, two plus years before this last season with the Cubs. Like he, he went from MVP, like rookie of the year, MVP world series champion to a guy who got DFA'd by the Dodgers because they didn't want to pay him seven or whatever the, they would have right. ended up having to pay him 19 million, whatever it was like he Wrote, he had a really, really high highs in his career prior and then went really, really low in 21 and 22. Um, so to see, I think that helped build that mindset for a guy to, when things are going well, as they were in last April, don't get too high because you know that injuries, can, even though you're going to do your best to make sure those highs are sustainable, injuries can happen, slumps happen. It's how you react during those low periods and your, and how you don't let that mindset change. And I think Cody Bellinger is someone that does that really well. I, I just, you know, I get that feeling and then obviously talking to him, you kind of get that sense that he, as, as now a veteran, right? He's only 28, but he is a veteran, 29 maybe, um, that he understands how this game can give you everything, but also take it away. So I think he, he understands that keep, just keeping that positive mindset that, that, staying as level as you can because it's a long season. I think, I think he has that. And I think it's very good for a guy. Um, it's good for you know anyone, obviously, but definitely for a guy who's had those highs and lows in his career. So I, I think that's one of my off the field specifically, uh, one of my kind of the things I like to see out of Cody Bellinger last season. Somebody in the chat said, uh, Bellinger shops at Sunnyside, just like they do. <laughs> uh, that was their positive thing to say. Any other good ones in there? Uh, so people don't want to buy into uh, Cody Bellinger week just yet, but you'll all celebrate with us on the 24th. Manifest it. You'll celebrate on the 24th. Every credit, year you'll remember credit, it. Whenever, whenever it breaks on Wednesday, credit to us. Don't well, credit Don't credit Jeff Passan or Ken Rosenthal. Nope. Credit to first us. First to report it. We, we first reported that Upside it will happen Cody on Bellinger. Wednesday. Big of Luke. Yep. Credit Even Luke. before he signed, we announced he signed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just remember that. Absolutely. Uh <laughs> Listen, you can even probably wager on it somewhere. Uh, tell us about Circa Sportsbook, Cody. Uh, yes, yeah, Circa Sportsbook. Who had George Kittle first touchdown on Saturday? This guy. Oh, wow. Mm. And then I lost all the rest of my bets. But I had fun riding the roller coaster of it on Circa Sportsbook, all right? Uh, three things. I always mention the three things that I love about Circa Sportsbook. And the first one is the tight money line splits. The games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. They also don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They actually encourage you to download and explore other sports betting apps available just to see the difference. Um, and then finally, again, one of these days, these things will leave. And these things I'm talking about are chatbots. I hate chatbots more than a lot of things, all right? But Circa does not use chatbots, and it's a beautiful thing. 
All aspects of their app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. My second favorite place on earth. I, I'm Wrigley Field ranks number one, but there's my second. All right. It's a good spot to be in if you ask me. Anyway, download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text G-A-M-B to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. After you go check out Circus Sportsbook, you need to go check out Midtown Athletic Club. Midtown's got four Chicagoland locations, Palatine in the Northwest Burbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. If you're thinking about checking out Midtown Palatine, we got to tell you, they've launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. And Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at their Bannockburn, Palatine and Willowbrook locations. So great stuff all around. There's something at the club for everyone, whether you're single, got a family and kids, People looking to make lifestyle changes, uh, looking for holistic wellness. They got something at the club for everyone. Midtown Chicago is the nicest fitness club I've been in. Me and Cody went yes. a little, little while back. And I, you have to go, it's on our Instagram, right? The mm-hmm. the the reel we have on our CHGO Sports Instagram mm-hmm. and just the full tour. You know, that's that's video footage of me dunking a basketball. On a normal um, size. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, all the posing in front of the mirrors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like... Every you gotta go, go check it out because we give you the full tour of the whole club and it looks incredible. Um, but some of the club features: the super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than a hundred classes per week included in the membership, and they're not gym quality. The spaces are actually boutique quality. They got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis. It's USTA professional quality all the way. And let me tell you, CHGO Bears and the CHGO Sports Podcast will be filming live from Midtown Bannockburn on Thursday the 25th. That is this Thursday, January 25th. Guests of the show are complimentary that day. So if you want, go and check out the space and catch the show live with our Bears team and Chicago Sports Podcast teams. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO. Find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Wow, what a way to celebrate Cody Bellinger week. You oh, go to Midtown, watch our live show. Yeah. While, celebrate, like, while celebrating yeah, so, Cody Bellinger it's week. it's on Wednesday, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You'll be there while it's going on. Alex, uh, to, to wrap up uh, Cody Bellinger week for Monday, Alex Hutchinson says, Cody is posting with Dodger players on Insta. Don't worry. Anthony Rizzo has posted with Cubs players on Instagram, too. It didn't make him any more likely to come back to the Cubs. (laughs) And again, what he's talking about, the picture, it's him with Will Smith and Chris Taylor at Napa Valley. Maybe they just all like wine, brother. Yep. That's right. I think that's what it is. Maybe they're they're his former teammates and maybe potentially close friends, you know? There's, there's... If you're going to celebrate your own week, what better way than to gather your friends and go to Napa Valley? Yeah. It's like, it's going to be the last time he hangs out with his Dodgers friends anyway, because he's going to be a Chicago Cub for, you know, at least the next six, seven years. And, you know, like, you ain't going to see him a lot. So he's getting that time in, all right? Credit to him for, you know, you taking advantage of the offseason. All right. Cody Bellinger week uh, continues on Tuesday. Now we focus on, you could put Bellinger in this conversation, who are the Cubs' big three? Joel Sherman at MLB Network had a great segment where he was going through ranking his big three, right? Like, 
mostly you talk about it in basketball. Who were the big three? Yeah. yeah. It was every team's big three. Yeah, it was yeah. every team's big three. But generally, a lot of the NBA teams, they want to say, this is our big three moving forward. This is how we're going to win the championship. This is this is our Rodman, Pippen, Jordan. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I've said many times on this podcast, the Cubs were better last year, but re-signing Bellinger is a big part of this. They lack star power. Now, you can say Dansby Swanson is a star. I think he is. He is... He's not a top 10 baseball star. Like, he's not a superstar in baseball, but he is a star-type player. Um, But when you start looking at what some other teams have for a big three, and I don't think it's as important as it is in basketball, a big three, obviously, because there's only five guys on the court at a time. um, I do think you have to have that star power. So Sherman started doing this. Now, he says his his was sparked by the Dodgers signing Otani, and he said, okay, Dodgers are number one. They've got Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman. That's a yeah, – It's tough to beat. The Cubs can't match that top three. Tough to beat. Even if they sign Bellinger, they're not matching that top three. Then he goes Braves next, Acuna, Olsen, and Riley. Some people are saying maybe that could be – one. one. Yeah, and yeah. I can make... You can argue that. You can argue that for sure. The Could Yankees, the he put uh-huh. the Yankees third with Judge, Soto, and Rizzo. Now, obviously, he's talking about hitters, too. He's not talking about a pitcher. So, yeah. I wouldn't... I'm not going to say I want to put Justin Steele yeah. in be, my Cubs three. Because if you're going pitchers, Garrett Cole would probably be in there over Rizzo. I, I think you would have a, a whole nother big three just for a pitching staff. Like, yeah. if you want to do two starters and a reliever... We could have that podcast next week. Who's the Cubs pitching big three? Um, he then put Astros, Alvarez, Tucker, Altuve, and the Rangers, Seager, Simeon, and Garcia. Leaving Harper, Real Muto, and uh, who am I leaving off on the Phillies? Uh, Turner. Turner, yeah, yeah. At, at number six, I think it was, which is, and Bogarts, Machado, Tatis. Like some, some of these teams have... A yeah, good big three. Yeah, you a could go from big three. Really, you could go from one through six, and and you yeah. could move guys around and say, okay, that's a big three. So, who are the Cubs' current big three? Uh, well, related related to the actual list, I just want to say that I think the Astros should be ahead of the Yankees uh, on this list. But I would agree with that. Soto and Judge. Now. It's Rizzo. Not no disrespect to Riz. Well, Riz is coming off a season where he didn't play like the last three months right. because yeah. of that concussion, right? So, like, can he get back to the even the form that he was the year before? Because he was having a great year before, you know, that concussion, right? Mm-hmm. But is LeMay anyway. you an argument for the? No, not at this point. Imagine not having not now. Not imagine, right now. Imagine no. thinking like three years ago and saying John Carlos Stanton's yeah. not even in. John John Carlos Stanton's. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money to really suck. All right, but <laughs> whatever. Anyway, Alvarez Higher Tucker and Altuve to me are better than those three that he put. But he's a New York guy, so I see the bias. Um, as far as the Cubs, I would go if we're looking at are we are we basing this off current roster? Well, that's yeah. Mike Dubs wants to go Horner Swanson Bellinger. Okay. So he's he's already yeah. celebrating well, Cody Bellinger week. Okay. Well, but it it's not Wednesday yet. It's still Monday. Right. I'll go with roster currently as it stands. I would go Swanson, I would go Suzuki, and then I would go Horner. Which is what yeah. Joel Sherman did. Yeah, that's oh. what Joel Sherman did. So yeah, I, I didn't I, even read it, so credit to me. Horner, Suzuki, Swanson. I think that I think Hap has an argument instead of Saya. 
Um, I mean, those are, those are your three most recent position player all-stars, right? Gold Glovers last year. Um, I, th- I mean, if you're basing it off the, the end of the season, yeah, I, I, I can see Suzuki in there. I think I think Dansby and Nico for sure are in that um, top three for the Cubs right now. And then, you know, if Bellinger gets re-signed, he probably joins that or whatever. But um, I think I think those two are pretty firmly in the top three. And then Suzuki or Hap would be your, your number three in that mm-hmm. for the Cubs. I agree that he's got the three wrong. Uh, and I and I agree that Hap, at least today, if you just if you just went by today, I don't know how you couldn't put Hap over Saya. Now I think the potential for Saya to be that guy, if he gives you a full season, obviously could be part of the big three. I think, but, he, but Ian Hap has won a Gold Glove two years in a row. He swings from both sides of the plate. Fair, right? He's he's a more proven Major League Baseball player at this point in his career than Saya is. Say would have that potential to be that guy, but I would suggest that if they signed Bellinger, when they signed Bellinger on Wednesday, 1-24-24, um, jumps in there. When that happens, Bellinger's going to knock out Suzuki anyways. Yeah. yeah. Or does he knock out Nico because he doesn't have the power numbers? I mean, he doesn't have the hardware either. Of course, Say it doesn't have the hardware yet either. I would still I say know. it would be Nico, Swanson, Bellinger. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that doesn't, that still doesn't make. Signing Bellinger, Cody, still doesn't put them in the top. No. Definitely not top five. They're an honorable mention well, yeah. now, but it doesn't put them in the top ten even. Yeah. It, 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 we might – okay, I'll say this. In a year, we could be thinking differently, but we might not even be talking about the players we're talking about right now. But right now, as it stands, yes, like the, the guys that we're mentioning, they haven't done enough except for Swanson, but most of his successes came with the Braves because he only has one year with the Cubs, which hasn't had any success outside of him winning a gold glove – and missing the playoffs by a game, right? So, and his offensive numbers are basically the same as his entire career. But the reason I say Suzuki, I guess we're I'm thinking of it going into 24. I just think he has the higher ceiling. I think he 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 can be a better player than Ian Happ. That's that's the way that I'm looking at it. I think I agree. I think he can be too. I'm just saying yeah. if I'm basing it off of where their careers are at right now. Yeah, Ian Happ has proved more. He's also played I, longer. Yeah, in the, in America yeah. at least. So I mean, it's it's, it's close, not wrong. But either yeah. way, that player yeah. is likely shoved aside yeah. if Bellinger resigns. If and when they make this big move, they're probably to add another bat. I don't know where he ranked the Cubs in his list, as in Joel Sherman. But I would say that they're the Cubs' big three is probably middle of the pack, like somewhere between fifteen and yeah. twenty. We had him in honorable mm-hmm. mention, so top ten. Uh, after it went Astros, Rangers, then he went. Mets, Phillies, Padres, Mariners, Orioles. Now, the Orioles have a young big three that could be a problem. So the question is, where do they even rank for a big three? The next question is, where do they even rank for a big three in their own division? Yeah. Because pretty much every team in their division, I think other than the Pirates, was also listed as honorable mention, just like the Cubs. Now, he had De La Cruz, McLean, and Steer for the Reds. He had Churio, Contreras, Yelich for the Brewers. I think the Cubs are ahead of that. We don't know. We don't know yeah. about part of the Brewers. I would personally say they're behind Arenado, Contreras, Goldschmidt. I think they don't I, have anybody of Goldschmidt's stature, yeah. and Arenado has accomplished more than anybody. Yeah, in a regular year, I think that Cardinals big three is top of the division because our, yeah, Arenado, platinum glove, multi-time platinum glove, I believe. Yes. Um, All star. Paul Goldschmidt, all multi-time All Star, Wilson Contreras, multi-time All Star, uh, and all obviously with the we, Cubs. yeah, and obviously we saw the Cardinals have a tough year last year, but 
those three, when they're right, are three of some of the best of their own positions. They were so, still good last year. It's the but, pitching that really hurt that. But team. what I'm saying is, is well, I mean, Nolan Arenado had a down year yeah, for his standards, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, Contreras had, I would say, a down year compared to where he was with the Cubs. But yeah. um, when they're all right and and playing more like their best selves, like those guys are pretty much in the conversation for best at their position in baseball. I wouldn't say they are the best, but they're definitely in those conversations, or at least near the top. So. The, I, I would say the Cardinals would have, on paper, the best of those yeah. big three. I would put the Cubs behind the Cardinals. Credit to you. Yeah. I'm not, just for the big three. I'm not yeah. saying their team's not well, as that's, good. That's what I'm but saying. But the big three that's for the Cardinals about. is better yeah. than the big three for the Cubs. Maybe the Cardinals. Reds Maybe the Reds can argue ahead of me, but I, w- I, don't even, I think the Reds is better than the Brewers. Like, Yelich is not the right. MVP Yelich that he used to be. Churio hasn't proved shit yet. And uh, what's his name? Contreras. Contreras. Okay, Contreras is pretty good, but that's we're talking about. That's one guy. I, I don't. I think the rest of their list is. It's there's a lot of question there. I think at least with the Cubs, you're, you you basically know what you're going to get, and that's really good defense. And they in the right roles, those guys can be effective offensively. So, but I think the Reds. I think you can argue them being ahead of the Cubs if you were to rank the big threes. Um, what about for the, the division? The Pirates just have a lot to prove still, I think. Like, O'Neal Cruz, okay, missed all of last year, but Reynolds. he has a high, ceil- high ceiling. Yeah, Reynolds is probably their best player. Uh, Key Brian Hayes uh, had a, a much better yeah. year uh, offensively, sure, yeah. Henry like, Davis is going to be up there. Yeah, like they have, I would they say have the Cubs guys, are ahead of the just, Pirates, yeah, for sure. They just, like, again, with the Pirates, they just haven't proved a lot yet. At least with the Reds, that you know, they're at the at the end of the race with the with the Cubs as well. Their big thing, I think, is lack of pitching, but they have offense. So, yeah, I, I think you can argue those guys – um, being ahead of being ahead of the Cubs on this list. I mean, he didn't even mention De La Cruz, right? Oh no, he does mention De La Cruz. But De La Cruz yeah. was awful in the second half of last year. He like the league adjusted to him after his hot start. Will he readjust? He ha- he has the talent that I think he can be an Absolutely. all an all star caliber player for years to come, no doubt. But you still don't know. Steer and McLean are the guys that I that fear me the most on uh, of those. I fear you. Those. That fear me. They, they fear you. Or they, <laughs> that I fear. Who, that I fear. Who do you fear the most? McLean and I, I fear Steer. McLean yeah. and Steer. And Cody like, oh my God, we got to perform or Cody's going to roast us If I would have made the list, I would have put like TJ Friedel there instead of De La Cruz. That's how bad De La Cruz was in the last like three months of the year. Uh, yeah, and Barb, yeah, we're just talking hitters. We're yes. talking about hitters in a lineup or and defensive players, not pitchers for this argument. Uh, Mike Dubbs said the Brewers' big three – Moldy cheese, <laughs> flat beer, and spoiled brats. Don't forget the leaky roof. Yeah. You know, oh, and their fans the who piss on the concourse. <laughs> and don't forget the subway coupons. Yeah. Um, uh. Listen, it just, it just highlights to me what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. They desperately need somebody like Cody Bellinger in the lineup just to get back to being in the conversation for the best big three mm. in the division. Yeah. They're they're they are not in the currently. I like all three players. It doesn't matter if it's Suzuki or Hap or whatever. Now the Cubs may have more length in their lineup than some of those teams, but their big three does not stack up or strike fear like a top five team or top ten team in baseball does. Yeah. So even bringing Bellinger back just puts them back into a conversation because then it probably goes Bellinger, Swanson. Take your pick. Probably who you Horner. want be probably yeah. Horner. Yeah. I mean, I think it also highlights, and just looking at the divisional big three itself, is just how much better this division is getting. Like, they don't have 
I mean, the NL Central is not a bunch of World Series contenders, right? But, like, the Brewers are still going to be a good team probably this next year. The Cubs should be better this next year. Cardinals, honestly, should be better this next year. I don't expect them to be down for very long. And the Reds and Pirates are constantly improving, too. They got a bunch of young pieces that um, have played well together at, at various points, right? The Reds were right on the cusp of a playoff appearance, too, last year. So um, it's going to be a tough division, even though they're not going to be a bunch of teams fighting for the the World Series favorites, right? Like they're not the, the NL Central isn't that right now, but there are probably I, I I could see scenarios in which all five of these teams are in the race for the division, mm-hmm. even towards the, the later part of the season. I think yeah. they all have potential to be pretty good if if things go right for them. I I honestly think, and a lot of things would have to happen, but I honestly think the NL Central could be better than the NL East, and like the NL East will be top heavy, right, with the Braves, but I feel like the Mets are pretty much retooling for 2025. The Marlins, you don't know. The Nationals, still rebuilding. And what's the other team I'm missing here? Uh, I'm missing another team. Sorry. Braves, Mets, Mets, Marlins, Marlins, Braves, Marlins, Nationals. There's another team. What is it? Nationals. Yeah, why am I blanking? Braves, Braves, (laughs) Mets, Marlins, Nationals. And, and, and Phillies. 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 So it, yeah, it's top heavy. It the same <laughs> it, it's top heavy. It's it's to yeah. me, it's the Phillies and the Braves, and you know maybe the Mets. This prove division me wrong. Is not, Marlins, it's not Marlins better than the, East. It's the it's the worst division in the National the, League. The Marlins were yeah, that's why, why, as, that's as why we they need to here, win. As we see here win right it. now, yes, I w- I would agree. But I I do think to and to Ryan's point that this division Everybody by the by the time we get to the end of the year. That yeah, like maybe the central is better than the NL East, and that's why, in my eyes, it has been kind of frustrating that they haven't been a little bit more aggressive in free agency. But yeah, well, that's, I'm willing that's to what, wait it out, and that's what I'm saying. Like we can get post All Star break, and all five teams might still have a a shot at the division, right? Like I don't, yeah. I, I like even if it's the Pirates end up in last place or something, like I I think they could still be kind of fighting in there, to even towards after the All Star break. I, I I think all these teams are not great world beaters but i don't yeah. think they're all bottom of the barrel teams anymore everybody in the chat <laughs> screaming phillies. phillies and then barb said did they take edibles today <laughs> nope it's just no. a slow monday barb no, just no. a slow monday yeah, again to, re-empha- to yep. re-emphasize I, I do think the nl east is better right now i just think that there's potential that the central takes a big step this year okay one more question then about the big three and and somebody asked are we talking about just hitting or I'm factoring defense into it a little bit. Yeah. So that position like, players. It, it's it's into it a little bit. So that's why Aaron Judge may not be as powerful a big three as what the Dodgers have, because I think their their guys are better. One of them's a DH, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give Dansby Swanson credit because he's an incredible glove. I give Nico credit for having a glove, all those things. We're really talking about the lineup though. So at the end of this season. Now, we don't know who's going to be signed yet. At the end of the season, who will be the Cubs' big three? If it's currently <sighs> Suzuki slash Hap, Nico, and Dansby, or if it's currently Bellinger, Swanson, and Player X, what do you think the big three might look like at the end of 2024? Suzuki, Bellinger, Matt Chapman. Whoa! They whoa. Trade, wait, you think they get Matt Chapman and Bellinger? I'm I'm just I'm just spewing. I'm just spewing. <laughs> but if I'm they talking had Chapman, it, it, you're thinking Chapman could knock out Nico, yeah. and it might be Swanson, I, Bellinger. And Chapman. I'm not saying that I want this. I'm just saying like 
Well, oh, like I'm throwing this in, I'm, I'm throwing the scenario out there of up. like, what, what do we think? Glowing. <laughs> Whatever. Don't um, let the facts get in the way of a good story. I, Gary says, Bush slaughter Amaya. <laughs> He's just leaving. Or, yes, or, or we could go Bellinger, Suzuki, and then prospect PCA. What if, what if somebody like Bush or PCA or Bush, pushes yeah. their way into that top three somehow? Right. Yeah. Bush, I would probably lean Bush over PCA, but I think PCA can make a bigger impact that we're that we can't really measure. It's just wow, look at, thoughts on our head. Look at Carlos in the live chat. Saya PCA Bellinger. Yeah. So he's taking out Dansby and Nico. I could see Saya. I could see Saya being a big three. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that I put him there instead of like what you yeah. guys did. I could see Saya being a big three at the end of the season. More than Nico being a big three at the end of the season, if things play out, you know he's just got a higher power potential than Nico does. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I think I think Bellinger. I'm not taking Swanson out of the big three. I think it's Bellinger, Dansby, and and Saya might end up being their big three at the end of the season. I, I mean, look, I think you're, they're going to have obviously prospects debut and come up and contribute this year. Like PCA is going to be up. He may not be up opening day, um, but he's going to be up at some point and contribute a lot this year. Um, I just don't know that like. I expect Cody Bellinger to at least stay relatively similar to what he was last year. I expect Danzy Swanson to, to keep doing what he's doing. And I expect Saya to have a much more consistent, much more consistently good season. I thought, I think we saw that for two months at the end of the year. And I think that can be Saya for a full season this year, not specifically at that level, but just consistently good. Um, so I mean, I think I can see the end of the season being if, you know, obviously if they resign Cody Bellinger, um, that that's their big three. It's Cody, Suzuki, and Dansby. I think mm-hmm. that I think that I think that has a a, a good shot of at being the big three at the end of the season with potential for next year some prospect uh, or two. To Alex jump wants in there. PCA, PCA, PCA. I like Luca's comment. He says we haven't mentioned Morel once. I, that's what I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. I just saw Morel for the first time in the chat, and then a couple other people started to mention him. Yeah. But what if what if Morel gets enough playing time, whether it's DH, third base, whatever it might. What if he gets enough at bats that he's a, they don't have a 40 homer guy? What if what if Morrell starts to provide that power even more successfully than he has given us the glimpses of this great power, um, but also with the strikeouts, if he's able to harness that somehow, it, it's not unthinkable to think that it's Bellinger, Morrell, mm-hmm. and Swanson or or Bellinger, Morrell, and Suzuki. Like, yeah. there, there's so many variables. What if Bush turns out to be the prospect they hope they traded for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and big of me to admit this, I did forget about Morrell. And I, if, and <laughs> I if think I, everybody I, did, which the is scenari- crazy. The Be- scenario I threw out there was, uh, was them signing Matt Chapman and Cody Bellinger. Well, if I, Again, that's a dream. Like, I don't even think it's a dream scenario. It's just more of like, it's a scenario I've thought about. But if it's not Matt Chapman, if you, if, if not, if Matt Chapman's not on this team, then I, I, w- I think Morrell could be in there. It's just more about like, are they going to find a position for him? Like, obviously the offense is there, but I, I am thinking about defense too. I mean, Bellinger does it all, man. And Suzuki is an improved right fielder too, on top of the fact that yeah. he hits. So... I, yeah, I, I think I, that's I, part of it for me is just yeah. the defense and and where. But Morrell offensively, obviously, like he's, he's awesome. gotten better every year. He was like a one thirty weight runs created plus last year. He hit twenty six bombs. 
he you know has a great attitude people love him he's on a beach this weekend drinking wine like there's i mean the it's a he's an easy choice honestly to put in there just because he's so young under control like if he feel i feel like he's on the cusp of maybe becoming a, an all-star caliber player uh but uh, i just it's so hard to measure like what the cubs are thinking with him that that's why i forgot about him do you like morale barb doesn't think you do Barb thinks that I actually have like intel with Jed Hoyer and that I am telling him who to trade and you who do. to sign. And but I Sarah, don't. Sarah says you do. Credit Sarah. to me. <laughs> don't let. The I mean, I play. I just play. I, I play along with it. Like, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. If it, if I really did though, then like Cody Bellinger would have already signed, and they would have signed like. Shoei Otani, no matter what, they would have literally forced him to be here. Like, I don't know. Well, I think, I, I think you used too much of your juice getting them to trade for Jose Quas that you haven't, like, recharged mm, it yet. That's right. true. This is what's yes. happening. Like, we only have... expect Barb's big three yeah. of pitching to be including Quas, of course. Oh, yes. Even And, and you yeah. know what? I, I, I saw the graphic that MLB put out this weekend about, like, the they did a top ten list of uh, – emerging power hitters in 2024 and they put Nelson Velasquez number three on the list. And so I looked at him and was like, Oh man, I can't wait for people to yell about this. And I was actually surprised that no one yelled about it. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> Steven W is the first I've seen to say belly Dansby Shaw. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, well, thinks he could be a big, there's a lot by the end yeah. of the, I don't. Ryan wrote an article about I, that. I don't. I, I don't necessarily disagree. Is, is he mm. the future at third base? Sign up to be a diehard at all chgo.com. Alex says I'm out. using I'll my hands shit, too much, so I'll continue no, I, uh, to use my hands too much. Yeah, I've, like I said, I think I think Morrell, his defense comes into play for me and the value they could get from that. Like if he can be their everyday third baseman and, and be productive there, that's huge for him because I think we know the offensive upside he has. But um, if he's their everyday DH and 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 if he is their everyday DH, I don't know that he'll play i don't know that he'll get 600 plate appearances you know yeah so uh i think it just i think a lot of it comes down to if he can play defense for me or he has to have a really really awesome offensive season um otherwise again i, I kind of stick with my end of season big three prediction right now is is bellinger swanson suzuki i think that's where i'm i'm falling uh i yeah the morell thing i also I do find it interesting that we didn't, nobody, including the chat, brought him up in the first like five minutes of the conversation. That is true. And is that because so many people believe he's traded? Or did we literally just forget? There's half of the Cubs fandom that can't believe that they would consider trading Morrell, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's going to be so great. He's going to have so much power and he is that guy and he's him and all that stuff. But even those people didn't jump in right away and say, how are you not saying Morrell? Like he somehow he slid out of the conversation for a few minutes. I did see. Uh, I guess I, I, Isaiah Hurtado said only in this. Oh, you're you're, yep, past you're right there. Right the there it is. Uh, yep. Only in this fan base does a guy who can hit 20 bombs get on base at a 350 clip, strike out 20 percent of the time, and play Gold Glove defense be left out when talking about the most valuable player on the Cubs. Talking about Ian Happ. I, I yeah. believe talking about Ian Happ, and we well, he's did, an all star too. We, we did mention Ian Happ. Yeah, we there. did. We I said I said I might put Ian over Hap Suzuki. Or Suzuki, and I I think Hap I think Hap now, would be in the big but three right now, for sure. Agreed. So right must have missed yes. that part. Must have missed that part. <laughs> but no, I I mean yeah, Hap again going back to Hap like he's he's a very he's obviously an all star, two time Gold Glover, and a very solid player for this team. I, I mean when it's at when this team is World Series competitor, like if, if that's the level they get to. 
I don't know that Hap is going to be in those top three players. I, I don't expect that to be the case, uh, but I think he's going to be a major, majorly valuable uh, complimentary piece to those big threes. When when they are, like, we can sit here and say they're World Series contender, I think Hap is still going to be an important part of that. I just don't know yeah. that he'd be in the top three if they get to that level. I have seen people uh, mention Nelson Velasquez, by the way, who's going to be with the Royals, and I did see him mentioned over the weekend as looking for breakout seasons with power, and he was high on that list. Nelson I literally brought get that lots up. of playing time. I, that's the list I brought up. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's going to get a lot of playing time, but he still yeah. has a lot to prove. Like, yeah. I'm... I, I don't think he'd be, a, he wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about Nelson Velasquez as the Cubs big three at no, the end of the season. I don't, not. I don't believe that. He hit a grand slam. Fans loved it. And then everyone thought he was going to be the greatest thing ever. And I'm, if I'm completely wrong on this, I'll come on this podcast and, and admit that I was wrong, but I promise you over the next five years, we are not going to miss Nelson Velasquez because they will be winning with other guys. That's, that's the take. Bottom line, if you try to name the Cubs' big three right now, with or without Cody Bellinger, 124-24, note that there's still (laughs) lots of room for improvement on this roster when you're trying to compete with some of the big boys when it comes to power hitters, big hitters in baseball, because there's there's at least 10 teams that can easily say, we got a better big three. They may not have better teams. I, I, I totally agree with that because pitching is a huge part of the game too. But if you're looking for a big three to get you into the postseason and have some big-time players, Cubs still have some uh, shopping to do and developing to do as well. Speaking of shopping, with Empire Today, you get to shop at-home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low-price guarantee. Empire Today is the place to get new flooring. There's going to be copycats out there, but they can't compete when it comes to quality, service, and speed. Empire gets rid of all the garbage samples that you don't want to even think about putting in your house. That's what we're saying. They get rid of the bad free agents and let you choose from only the good free agents. They're going to give you great value for your purchase. So they also have this virtual floor designer. It's a great thing that's been added uh, to shopping for flooring. Great way to see what the new floors are going to look like in any space. You just snap a little picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room. Shopping for flooring in a big box store, sure you can do it, but you might end up with a guy that was in plumbing the day before, and you certainly don't want that. They service their own warranties and schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners at CHGO can receive a $350 off discount. Tell your friends, use the promo code CHGO. Four most important letters in the alphabet, CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. And I hope... And I bet you're in the market for a new vehicle as well. And if you are, great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake is starting their Ray Resolution with Start Something New sales event. And you know what that means? Well, you're able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear out the lot to make room for those brand new 2024 vehicles. For a limited time, get up to $9,000 off a new Jeep model with dealer discount. And that's not all. Shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger models, including Hellcat, Scat Packs, and more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand out there. You don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. 
at Ray CDGR. You're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to the Ray Price Promise. And don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. Fans get a free oil change as well when you mention CHGO, the four most important letters in the alphabet, at the service station or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr.com slash service. But you have to schedule that before the end of the month, January 31st. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. Uh, I was texting during uh, the ad reads. Oh, and offensive. Carlos says, well, sorry. Uh, Carlos says that I look like a guy who's at 1% battery all the time, and I just want to <laughs> confirm that is not true. All right. I have like one of the cool <laughs> things good. about my couch at home is that it has a built in, like, oh, one of those like fancy built in outlets. Yeah. So like I sit in the seat that is right there. I have my cord right there. My phone yeah. is is always highly charged. I in, in in this industry it has to be, or else I, was, I would not be good at my job. Yeah, I was laughing. I think Luco uh, met, set, uh, said in the chat that uh, Cody had just texted Jed the trades <laughs> that he approves. Yes, or the moves that he approves. <laughs> Don't let um, the facts get in the way of a good yeah, story. So that's go. that's who I was um, texting. I was clearly texting Jed. Still has some juice time. with the front office apparently. Yeah. All right, we don't have a ton more of juice time. than Ryan. He's the one who should be texting Jed. I, I just, I report. I don't. <laughs> Becky influence. said, guys, please quit making fun of Cody. That's why Becky is a five-star <laughs> member of our live YouTube chat. Make sure you Cody, subscribe to the CHGO Sports phone. YouTube page so you don't miss any. Barb just said, I need a haircut. I got a haircut like a week and a half And ago. he just yeah, shaved, Barb. One. Just shaved. Damn. And he's down 13 pounds. Barb, just because everyone is loving on Jose Quas in the chat today does not mean you have to be mean to me. Come on. That's right. Come on. Uh, news and notes from the weekend. Yes, Barb's been wanting to talk about it since the beginning of the show. But yes, Josh Hader did sign with the Astros. Was it 95? 95, like 95 mil. Hader to the Astros, Stevenson to the Angels. Okay. Those are two good relievers, good to great relievers off the market. Yeah. Would you have wanted to pay the 95? I think we sort of agreed this isn't maybe the godfather. Michael Collada will say this was the time to go get Hater. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Cody Bellinger. It's the one team. thing he yeah. disagrees with us well, it's, about. It's something like we said that they like whether you like it or not, the reality of the situation is they have a budget they're going to be working with this year. How do you want the Cubs to to use that budget to sign players? Are you wanting to spend, what does that end up being like? almost is like 18 million or something like that a year for Josh Hader. Do you want them to use the budget in that way? If you do, you know, I'm sure Collada does, but um, there are definitely other ways the Cubs could get better and improve this team without spending that much on a reliever who we've talked about. Jed Hoyer has even said himself, like just bullpens are volatile and you don't know year to year what you're going to get, especially for a long-term big money contract with it. Josh Hader obviously has a history of success, but. You don't, yeah. you, you don't, you don't, you can't guarantee it's going to last forever. Right. Well, you know, it basically to your point, like say the Cubs pay Josh Hader this, this contract, do you, would you feel confident that they're going to sign Bellinger still? And I, I, I don't. And if they did, then they would have proved me wrong. So my thought process is all based off how the front office acts. I'm not even really blaming Tom on this. I'm just, I'm, or not 
I'm not even really putting Tom on this. I'm putting this more on the front office philosophy, right? Basically what you're saying. So I, to me, they wouldn't have got both. And Cody Bellinger can impact the team every single day while Josh Hader pitches the ninth inning. And another thing is like, put some respect on Albert Alzale's name. Like he, he pitched really well in the closer role last year when given the opportunity. Now he's got to prove that he can do it for a second year in a row. But at the same time, you can, you, there's still other options. They want to trade for a guy, whatever. Like we talked about Emmanuel class a last week. I'm kind of talking myself into maybe the Red Sox would trade Kenley Jansen at the deadline this year. Like there's other dudes. I am. I, you want me to be pissed about a reliever? The Cubs didn't sign. I'm pissed. They didn't get Robert Stevenson. I'm pissed that he went to the angels. That, 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 that seemed, that always felt like a fit for the Cubs. And so if you want me to be mad about the, about a reliever that the Cubs didn't sign, it's more Robert Stevenson. Three years, three to three, three million dollars. Yeah. I mean, again, that, again, it's a lot of money for a guy who realistically had a awesome, like last half of the season, yeah. but was his himself volatile for pretty much the rest of his career. And that's like, a fair so point. That, that's, so that, that's where I come from is like, mm-hmm. yeah, he absolutely is a good fit. He's a great fit. And he, again, he had a really awesome, he was one of the better relievers in baseball for like the last three, four months of the season. But um, that, that is a lot of money for the investment. So it's, it's, it's that balance. It's that yeah. balance of how much do you really like this guy versus how much do you really want to pay him right. based on past history. Yeah, so, uh, Hater would shove yeah. in your bullpen. He would. Sure. But nobody Absolutely. would shove in your bullpen more than the ass man. That's fair. <laughs> and to bring it back around, I'm just glad now I don't have to pretend to like Josh Hader for the next like five years. That That's another thing. Just like baseball aside, yeah. not a fan of the guy. So... Uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that I think that the Cubs will be fine going into opening day with Alzelay as a closer. And as we saw in 2016, if if this team is better than what we well, maybe not in 2016, but if the team is better and they're they missing one guy in the pen, there's gonna be a guy at the deadline they can trade for. Mm-hmm. I, I just I've never liked the idea of investing all this money and years into a reliever. The Craig Kimbrell project was a disaster, and the Cubs got lucky that he was good for a half a season in 2021, and they were able to make a trade, right? And even though that trade necessarily is, ba- even though that trade has basically been a wash, I I don't care. Like it's it's perfectly it, it, it's fine. I if there's anything I'll complain about is that they just didn't get more for Craig Kimbrell. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, other uh, quick notes, Mike Talkman inducted in the Bradley Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Jameson Tyone married over the weekend. Congratulations oh, yeah. to him. And I have a note to tell you about. But first, Cody, uh, tell us about ComEd because it's important this time of year to know how we can help our environment. Yeah, it's it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have a one delivery van in your fleet, maybe you got a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense for you. Yeah, so what should business owners do, Luke? Go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. 
Um, I was laughing at all these comments in the chat, Luke. Did you say comed.com slash clean? You bet I did. Go now and see how electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Alex says he wants me to admit if if I did or didn't get mugged on the bus and got my laptop stolen. An iPad guy now. I am, like I have iPad. been in my iPad era yeah. for yeah. a while, guys. Now. And, and a stand yeah. to go with it. He bought yeah. a special stand. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciated oh, yeah. the stray ass man reference, by the way. Just, I don't know. Just hey, I think, we're, I think we're underestimating what he could be for yeah. the bullpen. Now, he might be your number five starter, but he also could be the guy you saw in the World Baseball Classic. For sure. That was shoving. Yeah. <laughs> it's just out of nowhere. You're I just, I, I root for the ass man for the, sh- the sheer fact that we call him the ass man. And we started it and I've seen people using pitcher. it on social media. It's the most, one of the best bits that this podcast has came up with. Speaking You're of credit welcome, to us, uh, credit to us, you know, we're humble. If we're anything, we're humble. Um, there was a comment on one of our shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Sarah can find this. Corey so pointed it, it out. It was yeah. on the Friday show after Corey and Brendan. There you this go. One. And boy, I don't know if I can read. The, oh, now I can read it. It's larger. Uh, KN. Leon Hart. Leon Hart says, I can't say which version of this podcast I love the most, but it's so refreshing that the Friday version is always so different. I also don't know how CHGO makes it work, having highly produced shows with so many fine gentlemen five days a week. I never thought I would become invested in sports coverage like this, but it came out of necessity of having so many dull work hours without a game to listen to. So credit to all of you for the consistency and companionship through what is turning out to be a pretty difficult winter season, comma, for numerous reasons. Shout out to you. Shout out. We do it. Leon Hart. Watching and listening. Appreciate you, man. Ken Leon Hart. Yeah. Ken Leon Hart. Credit to us for being humble enough to point out that that comment (laughs) was left. Credit to us for being all different, which brings a new, a different version of sports fandom to other people. Yeah. Right. Credit to yeah. credit to us for giving them credit for giving credit to us. <laughs> We're go. pissing off Luke the guy who hates exactly. the big of me. Credit to, uh, credit to you, bit. Anyways, <laughs> happy Cody Bellinger week. We are underway. We'll see you back here Tuesday for another live show at 1.30. We continue our Cubs conversation interviews. Do we want to announce who it is, or should we hold it? Because well, it's a big one. Well, you're yeah, going to be talking one. about... Biggest you're going to be comparing the height between this guy and Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I just a really, gave it away. I'm gonna, it's, a, it's a fun interview. I'm going to tell you I, that. I That's the way it. I'm going to tease it. This is a fun interview, and you're going to hear it on Tuesday, as long as, you know, Cody Bellinger hasn't signed one day early of 124-24. Sure. So until then, thanks for watching. Enjoy your... Um, Cody Bellinger week. And until Tuesday, thanks for watching and uh, fly the W. We all silly like the mayor. 